Welcome to the Inspiro Podcast, a podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice. Today, I screwed up last time and I said, hey, our final self-care topic is social. It's not. Oh, okay. Great. It's supposed to be spiritual. Oh, yeah. All right. I'd like to tag on a little bit something to your previous comment. Uh, if anyone out there listening uh, would like another topic of self, self-care or has an example of something, it'd be great if you'd email us. We'd be happy to work some of these uh, more practical issues. Because of the way this is set up, without knowing our listeners very well, we have to stay pretty general. But if someone wants to uh, send us something, we could get a lot more particular. That's great. Uh, They would email inspiropodcast at gmail.com. Okay, on to spiritual. I think we need a really good definition of what we mean by spiritual before we get too far into this. Otherwise, we're going to step on a landmine. This is a big topic in counseling because the um, the history of counseling has been to stay out of the spiritual. Um, sometimes even to denigrate it, but at least, or to pathologize it. Uh, or at least to stay out of it. And, you know, over the last 35 years or so doing this business, that really does not work. Um, people who have um, spiritual or religious beliefs it is that are a part of their lives, it's like telling them to ignore a part of their lives but bring the rest in for us to do something with. And, and that gets a little strange. Um, and it's because it's just a, a part of people. Uh, however they they view spirituality, you know, uh, it's liable to be a part. And I think we do uh, ourselves an injustice if we don't take care of that part. And we, you know, do other people an injustice if we don't allow them to include it. Um, now, that being said, there are there are limits, there are boundaries, particularly in, like in a dental practice. Um, but people are going people have this capacity and have for thousands of years. And so something's going to happen with something. Um, and it's a little easier if we make a intentional place mm-hmm. for it. And that, that place may be uh, some rules about, you know, how we share, how we don't share what, I mean, that's okay too, but that we talk about it and not just cruise. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I agree. It's, it's been a really interesting topic for me through life. Uh, just from a personal perspective, I'll tell some stories as we go here. But when I just Googled it, the first couple of definitions were a connection to your higher self. Mm-hmm. Well, that just leads to more questions. <laughs> well, what's well, my higher self? And and I mean, I feel like that's a, a never-ending rabbit hole of of 
trying to define something. I found one further down that talks more about it's our the hmm. the connection we feel to the universe as a whole or to the world as a whole. So it's our place in that hmm. more than it's uh, just a higher self, hmm. which I think, I think higher higher self. Um, it, it, I think it takes us into a bit of a cul-de-sac. Uh, I like the second definition better because it includes higher self, mm -hmm. but it leaves open some other things because um, we, we have to leave open people's striving for something beyond themselves. And sometimes, you know, that can be um, uh, love of country or, or love of culture or, you know, I mean, love of language. Um like my French relatives who always, you know, look, have these terrible looks on their face when I try to speak French. They really like it to sound good. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so it's part of, I think, being a human being that we are able to be in community. And one of the curious things about human beings, rather than just bonobos or chimps, is we can be in community to things beyond the physical community we're in. It's still that same sort of attachment principle. Uh, but we are able to, to go past just the four people we see around the dinner table and imagine being part of the neighborhood, being part of the city, being part of the state, being part of the country, being part of the world, being part, I mean, heading on out and, and more or less we can imagine that. And if we can imagine it, we sort of have to learn how to deal with it. I like how that brings that to the dinner table and branches out from there. When I think of this topic, I also think of the uniqueness of humans to be stressed about why are we here? Yes. And, and that's the whole idea. See it as, an, as an existential yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there, so there are, that's, I think, why the idea of having spiritual self-care is important because that concept is stressful for some people. Mm -hmm. Trying to find your purpose. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? What do I stand for? What What is my place in all of this? And how do I make sense of it? How do I mm -hmm. get comfortable with it? And that leads us down paths of searching, right? We're searching for meaning. So for some people, I think the easy fruit on the tree of spirituality is the idea of religion. So mm -hmm. people go to religion for those answers and then find mm -hmm. comfort in prayer or in a, a book or in a, uh, a mentor in one of those areas. And that can provide comfort uh, to some degree. So that satiates that yearning, mm -hmm. that that sense of uh, discomfort. Or maybe not so much satiate, but helps guide it or scaffold okay. it. And then we have <clears throat> a more in-between. Uh, we're we are part of nature. Nature exists. We're an organism. Um, yeah. That whole idea. It'd be interesting to know the statistics on 
what, where does the discomfort spiritually come from mm -hmm. for the majority of people? And what is more helpful? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it's, I think, uh, a unique exploration for each individual. I don't think that there is a global answer. It's that we have, we are all going to ultimately connect to what feels right. And ultimately, this is a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. um, a feeling and an image more than an intellectual equation okay there is also sort of an i'll say image but a a, a sense of rightness a sense of fit um not yeah. quite as ephemeral as a feeling it's certainly something that you know goes on and on as opposed to just oh i felt uh, i felt sad on thursday but i'm feeling pretty good today mm -hmm. uh you mentioned a good interesting piece there uh i think the the idea that this is a unique sense that we develop is why some people say that this is outside of the realm of science, that this is a uh, a spiritual, religious, unscientific thing that that allows for much more mystical answers that can't be studied. You know, I, I I get in those debates with my colleagues frequently, or some of my colleagues. And, you know, where I go back to is, um, is the principle of consciousness. We're very aware that we're conscious, but when you try to study it using the restrictions of scientific method, all of a sudden that sand just slips through your fingers and it's like, I know I'm conscious. How do I prove I'm conscious? How do I take it apart to see the different pieces. And part of the piece here, part of the reason that doesn't work is that our science, which by the way, I'm not anti-scientific. I think it's great, but it's based on analysis, which is the taking apart of things. And then let's look at the part. Let's take the engine apart and put it all out on the driveway. And then let's try to figure out what each part does. Not a bad system. But when you're talking about consciousness, or spirituality, it's the whole that's the interesting part. You can pull out any particular part, and it doesn't seem to be very meaningful. And it's 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 that golden goose analogy. The goose lays the golden eggs. Let's cut open the goose to find out how, how it lays the golden eggs. And we discover, hey, it's not a magical goose at all. Well, wait a minute. You know, it was better. It was all together. When, you, when we when we took out a knife and opened it up, all we got were cold goose guts. So, I think that's that's our problem with science. Science is really good for things where breaking it down gives you more information. It's very bad for grabbing something as big as a concept of the universe or purpose or higher purpose, and and being able to hold the whole thing and study it. Yeah, th this gets us, I think, way off on a tangent of <laughs> complexity and how complexity is about what emerges. And so is mm -hmm. consciousness something that emerged from uh, what was happening in our brains through evolution or not? Uh, mm -hmm. Is it an exaptation? So something that uh, 
developed on accident as a byproduct of our brains developing for various uh, mobility needs. And that an accident of that was consciousness. And we don't know that. It's, to your point, this is something we we don't know, don't know if we'll ever be able to know, but something came out of all of this, this mixing of brain cells and electrical signals and has led to our ability to have the question, who am I and why am I here? Yeah. So what I'm going to do to, so this doesn't make both our heads explode. Yeah. Is I'm, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to bring this back to a dental practice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> make it really, really practical. Now I don't want to stop there, but I want to root it there. Okay. Because I, a lot of folks talk to me and say, you know, I'm hiring these new team members uh, it's really great. I want them to be part of the practice. Or there's this one person who does not seem to be part of the practice. Well, yeah, we are kind of talking about that same sort of thing that minds do, which is to allow you to be part of a bigger thing. And so in a way, we are talking a bit about spirituality. It's a, a, pra a dental practice is not just a collection of individuals who spend a certain amount of time together. They believe some things about something bigger than themselves and a purpose larger than themselves. Yeah. And occasionally, I, I like when I really want to make folks really nervous in the dental community, I'll start a workshop with, oh, it's good to see you all. We're all healers together. And they go, ah, don't use that word. Well, but what I'm doing is I'm saying, let's, Let's put this up at a higher level, that that we're all assembled here to do something greater than ourselves and even greater than our practice. And it's like, well, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and reach out beyond the practical. Let's go ahead and reach out even beyond the individual. And, you know, I like Sally, who's the assistant, and that's all nice. But we're talking about something larger. We're starting to exercise that muscle of having a relationship with a larger community, not just the one we see. Matter of fact, a practice isn't even a, a physical entity. There's not a person who's a practice. We could say, well, yeah, but we all meet in the building. The building's not a practice. People move buildings and they still have the same practice. Um, it is this concept that people become loyal to and to some extent serve and even you know, do things for to make it continue and to make it more relevant and to make it more impactful. Uh, so even, even at a very practical level in dental practice, we're dealing with levels of, of those same muscles that give us spirituality. So are you leading us down a road to <clears throat> be able to maybe more gently bounce that concept around in our heads to be mm -hmm. able to think of it from the your place in a practice and what that practice is providing as a whole through the teamwork that happens, the care that's provided, all of that kind of wrapped into a, a big bubble mm -hmm. that is this thing that is bigger than just you. It's bigger than just the practice. There is a tension, I think, that all human beings have got. It's built, it's baked in. 
how much do we think of ourselves and how much do we think of the group, the larger, the greater good? And I think spirituality helps us answer some of those questions. At what point am I only in this for myself if, self, and if, what if I'm in it for something bigger? And what might that thing be? And what would be worth it? Um, so, yeah, I think I, th- I think it's born out of that tension. So working working in a practice because mm-hmm. I need a job that's yeah. that's for me for myself. That's for me. Yeah. And, and the in biggest a practice- thing I want is a raise. Yeah. And I don't care how the practice is doing. I want a raise. Working in a practice so that I can help improve the lives of children through treating their sleep disorders and helping people get healthy smiles mm-hmm. with through collaboration of my teammates and the patient and et cetera. That is more of a, a spiritual yeah. bigger than me concept then. And on that continuum, I think there's a middle ground that I see a lot, which is I want us to have the best practice ever. I want us to take care of every team member. I want everybody to be well paid, but for the practice to be really healthy financially and practically and you know and that we that we work with patients that's kind of the middle ground we yeah. are doing something larger than ourselves but only out to the extent of the, extent of the walls of the practice mm-hmm. uh, and then you, then you talk about sin, taking it on into how much impact could we have in our community in the world in the whole concept of being human and and where's where's the limit in that direction what i'm pushing a little bit here is i i want I want to take this out of the realm that it's very easy in our culture to see spirituality as something that happens between 9-11 on Sunday mornings and then and then doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So where and I so go in a practice, it's there. Yeah. It will be there Monday morning when you show up. Yeah. Especially when we talk about spirituality being our unique connection to the world as a whole. Uh, universe as a whole and our place in it. And when we start to say that, then we have even different scales of that. As you talked about, we have that in our practice and we have that in our community. We have that in our country and beyond. And so each of those is impacting a different set of people and ourselves. There's a lovely saying, and I don't really know where it comes from. It says, civilization comes to the land when a man plants a tree under whose shade he will never sit. Thanks again for listening. That was part one of our last section for the self-care series. So tune in next time where we continue the discussion about spiritual self-care. Thanks a lot.